now the bad. Good, the bad, the ugly right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. And, uh, well, look who's the new head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. Quinn Snyder will be back on the sidelines, not even waiting a full NBA season to get back onto the sidelines, as he and the Hawks have agreed on a five-year contract and will waste no time. He's expected to be on the bench for the Hawks as early as tomorrow. Atlanta's 31-30. and 30. They currently are the number 8 seed in the Eastern Conference. Put them in the play-in. Uh, but uh, Snyder was a head coach under Mike Budenholzer in Atlanta, so he's he knows the city. Um, you got uh, Kyle Korver, who's on the front office, an assistant general manager. Um, so, again, there's a lot of connections there. Um, I know he likes Atlanta. He's always thought fondly of his time there in that city. But... My goodness. The Jazz, according to multiple reports, Eric Walden and others have reported that the Jazz will not seek compensation from Atlanta, which to me blows me away. And, you know, I've been like I've been fully supportive. There's got to be something else. And I'm going to do a little digging because there's got to be something more behind the scenes on this, because I understand Quinn Snyder, you know, bled, had sweat and tears for this organization for many years. And. I understand that if he wants to shut it down, you respect that. And I understand if he wants to coach again, you respect that as well. But if you're Danny Ainge and you're the front office of the Utah Jazz, you owe it to your franchise and your organization to gain as many assets as you can. And if you can gain assets, even if it's just cash considerations for Quinn Snyder, you do it. And maybe those cash considerations are you don't have to pay him. I do believe the Jazz were still compensating him for this season. In some way, shape, or form, maybe it's that he's off the books is how you're justifying it. But I tried to squeeze as much as I can out of the Atlanta Hawks if they want to hire Quinn Snyder as a head coach. I got to figure there's something else going on. I'm going to dig into it a little bit more and see if there's anything to learn here. Because as a team that's so aggressive in acquiring assets and you have a coach that's in demand, so much in demand that Atlanta's wants to get him on the bench with still 20 games left in the year, there has to be something there that you can squeeze out of the Hawks organization. I don't even care if it's like a second-round pick in 2027. Just something to say, yeah, all right, our guy's under contract. You want to hire him? you got to give us something. I mean, I go to the NFL where Denver just gave up, what, a first and a second for the right to get Sean Payton. Um, At one point... Doc Rivers was picked up for a first-round unprotected pick a few years ago in the NBA. There's precedence for this. So I don't know what's going on. Look, I trust those guys. I've known that a lot of members of that front office for a long time. I know they're extremely smart. I don't know why you would let Quinn Snyder off the hook. There's got to be something more than just, oh, let's just do the right thing and let him go coach again. Because if you can't get an asset, you go get an asset. For Quinn Snyder. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And I, and again, I'm not going to pass judgment until I get more of the story. I'm a little shocked that there's not something being traded hands. And maybe there is, and we just don't know about it, and things are behind the scenes. But there's got to be something else going on here. I know that they had mutual respect for each other. Yes. But you're right. It's business. Business, you have to go get yours. And the Jazz are in the get yours stage right now. The Jazz yes. are squarely in the – they are not the haves right now. They are the have some stuff, but the have-nots on uh, 
being a contender, they need to rack it all up so they can get the, the halves. And I love, look, Quinn Snyder did remarkable things here for the Jazz and should be acknowledged as one, as a tremendous coach that got them out and, and you know, got them out of the Tyrone Corbin doldrums and got them back to a number one seat at one point in the Western Conference. Remarkable job. You can't deny it. But that being said, the Jazz offered Quinn Snyder a contract that would have put him as one of the top two or three highest paid coaches in the NBA, and he turned it down. Quinn Snyder did not want to coach the Utah Jazz anymore. I didn't say Quinn Snyder didn't want to coach anymore. Quinn Snyder did not want to coach the Utah Jazz anymore. That was a divorce of his doing, not the Utah Jazz doing. The Jazz were all in on that relationship and were ready to do whatever they could to make him happy. And in all of the years, whether it be the LHM family or whether it be Ryan Smith, in particular Ryan Smith, anything Quinn Snyder wanted that he went to the organization and said, we need this for his team. In particular, Ryan Smith would write out a blank check and say, whatever you need, go go get get it. it. Go get it. You need this? You need a personal chef for everybody? Sure, go get it. You need this to make the player experience better? Go get it. Yeah, the world at his hands. The Jazz did everything for Quinn Snyder, and Quinn Snyder last year said, I don't want to coach this team anymore. Okay, that's fine, but you're still under contract. So if somebody else wants you to coach their team, then we got to go get something for them. I'm surprised that there's not something being changed hands. And again, there might be more to the story. I just don't know what that is yet. And it's a little surprising. Well, he takes over a Atlanta team that is currently in the eighth spot. They're thirty-one and thirty, just a couple of games in front of the ten spot. The Washington Wizards and the Toronto Raptors, and he's taking on what was a budding star and is continuing to be a, a fantastic player. But he's got Trey Young in the building, and I, I'm sure that Trey's got a lot to give, um, and. Uh, they also were able to acquire Murray. And we we know that Murray is a fantastic player. We know Clint we know a lot about Clint Capella. I think he might be at the back end of things, but this is a roster that I wonder if he feels like he can win with. Atlanta is not in building mode. No. Atlanta is in we've got to win right now. We gotta win. So Quinn is kind of taken on a bit of a bit of a project. He's not going to have a ton of time. Atlanta Atlanta went out and got Deontay Murray so that they could bring him in and pair him up with Young and really try to make a push. And they don't have a ton of time. So don't you think he's going to be, it's going to be pressured, kind of a pressured situation for him to win yeah. now? Yeah. He was given a five-year contract. But, yeah, there's going to be heavy pressure to win and get that turned around quickly. And I'm curious to know how he – look, Donovan Mitchell wasn't the easiest guy to coach, but I don't think he holds a candle to how difficult Trey Young's going to be to coach. Trey seems to be coming across more and more as yeah. tr- tough to deal with. And it, it was Trey, I think, that it just led to the firing. Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't think it was necessarily – I mean, there were some win-loss issues, but I think that there was some miscommunication, and the headbutting that was going on between him and Trey Young, I think, led to him being fired. Yeah. And I also think Atlanta knew they were going to fire him, but wanted to pull the trigger quickly so they could get into Quinn Snyder. Because if 
you get to the end of the regular season and you don't have Quinn, then everybody who fires a coach is going to get after Quinn. And I think they're like, hey, let's eliminate the competition right now and go out and get it done. And you mentioned it. He starts tomorrow. Or yeah. he could, could very well start tomorrow. Start tomorrow. 